All right, welcome to another episode of the Dunce Caps American History. This is Chapter 23, World War One. What's your name? I'm Rob. What? What's your name? Chris. <laughs> oh, hey, Chris. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> oh. Oh. You you have the same book I do. Yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> do you come to the Starbucks often? <laughs> do you come to this apartment often? Do you always hold a microphone? <laughs> Um, finally back to war. Fuck yeah. I feel like every four chapters is a new war with little tiny wars interspersed in between them. America's got to keep it exciting. America knows. Right. America knew that when all this was going on, they were like, people like Chris and Bob, they're not going to want to know about us and what we've done unless we keep it exhilarating for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why they do all this. That's why we have summer blockbusters, you know? Right. To break up the seasons. Right. You know, I don't want to watch fucking Oscar movies all the time. I want to watch fucking Fantastic Four. Right. And talk about how shitty it is on the internet. Fuck yeah, dude. You exactly. know how people talk about, like, the lizards that control, like, the world or whatever? Yeah, the lizard kings. Yeah, the lizard kings. Yeah. They're all doing this. We're friends with them. They're all doing this because, the, the, like, yeah, yeah, guys like you got to have something to, fun to read. Yeah, man. Phoenix, about. Arizona. Yeah. 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 Oh, is that where they live? Yeah, the Lizard Kings, yeah, because it's so hot. He's so hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, the Rizzi King. I forgot about how hot it was down oh, there. I know about the Rizzi King. <laughs> I know about the wizard. <laughs> uh, so, section one, war in Europe. How did militarism contribute to the outbreak of World War I? Uh, duh. I mean, we're building up the military because... It's all about expansion and everyone's imperialism. Everyone's dick is getting really big. Everyone's dick is getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. And there's all this, like, in that last chapter, there's all these, like, smaller military things going on. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon. How far can we take this thing? How far How far can we go until our dicks start touching? Right, yeah. we got to fight. Right. Did your dick touch my dick? It's like the French are watching the Spanish-American War, and they're like, four months. <laughs> <laughs> we could do better than that. We'll keep growing our dicks. <laughs> Zenze Barate. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they have like one of those poster boards. Instead of a thermometer, it's a fucking dick. And they're just <laughs> filming it in every like, day. And then at the end, they, they draw the splooge. <laughs> and they're like, we're ready. We're ready for war. Yeah. <laughs> the dick has come it over. The dick is full. Yeah. The bottles are full and we are coming to war. Bring me more wine. <laughs> Bring me more wine. I need it to perform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, section two, America's Road to War. Why did the United States enter World War One? Uh, let's see. Because we've already been calling ourselves the world police. Listen, yeah. the United States is like, the United States is like, it's like little Billy. All right. And maybe like little Billy got like his teacher held him up after class a little bit. And like, there's this, you know, all the guys outside are playing playing kickball stickball stickball yeah. <laughs> right, yeah well let's you know what let's call it dodgeball because then it's like more warlike sure billy comes out and he's like oh shit you guys are playing dodgeball i want to play fucking dodgeball i'm not gonna sit here and not play dodgeball right yeah i'm playing dodgeball i'm gonna kick all your fucking asses right yeah that's like america pretty much there's war brewing up in russia and japan there's war brewing up in in what is it western europe america's like hey I want some of this too. We got chips. I got shit. Come over there and kick your fucking ass. I got dodgeballs. You got hot dog steaks. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got hot dog steaks for days. 
Yeah, because I mean, if that was about World War Two, it'd be a much easier question. I don't know enough about World War One to know exactly why. Yeah, well, this is one of those things where, like, the World War One. I, I just know World two. War One started because of that assassination of that dude from like Turkey, right? Right, something like that. Yeah, and that's all I remember. Something to do with melting pots. Yeah, I don't sure. know. <laughs> And I just remember trench warfare. But the one thing I do remember how we were saying there's like, you know, there's like that Christopher Columbus history that we like used to learn. And then there's like what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that with World War One and World War Two, where there's like this shit about like, you know, oh, you know, the United States knew about Nazis and what was going on for a long time before they intervened in World War Two, And the real reason they got involved was, like, for, like, money. You know, like, you know right. what I mean? There's, like, all well, that shit. Because they bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, all this shit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know exactly why we got involved in World War One, But, yeah, I do remember some dude getting assassinated. Yeah, some dude from, like, Turkey or something, right? Yeah, do you want to bet $5 that the term melting pot is in this chapter? Okay, five bucks. I'm saying five bucks that the, that it will be brought up in this chapter. Okay. Okay. It's deal. a deal. We just shook on it. Sure. Sweet. Yeah. Take your five dollars and buy a quarter pack of cigarettes. <laughs> five dollars. The fuck can you do with that? <laughs> Nothing. Can't even get a slice and a coke. It's a gentleman's wager. <laughs> uh, slice and a coke. I'll <laughs> uh, be nine dollars. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Fucking Rob. <laughs> Communist fuck. At least I got it right. Yeah. Uh, Just throw it out. <laughs> Blow your nose and chuck it. Uh, section three. Americans join the Allies. How did the United States help the Allies win the war? Well, we have the biggest guns and we're probably Our the Navy craziest. Our Navy is pretty sick at this point. Yeah, we got a badass Navy. Mm -hmm. It's just like... We're aching for war. Yeah. It's just like in our blood to just do this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we want to get involved. We have the most dumb 18-year-olds in the world. Right. <laughs> who think that if they don't go to war, they're giant pussies and they'll never get laid. Right. And no one will respect them. Right. <laughs> so they'd rather risk dying than that. Right. <laughs> Basically. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, section four, the war at home. How did the U.S. mobilize its resources to fight the war? Uh, drafts. Yeah. Drafts. I mean, mobilize its resources to fight the war. Yeah, I guess so. Right. They made tanks. I don't know. Planes. Time to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Sending troops over in the airplanes. Must have been crazy to be like paratrooper back then. I bet you like one in five didn't make it yeah. jumping out of that plane. Probably. <laughs> Whoops, we packed your they, we packed your shoot bag up with some hot dogs. My bad. They purposely <laughs> would do that to like the weakest link. Dang, uh, we don't need them down there. <laughs> yeah. Section five. Searching for peace. Why did Wilson's peace plan fail? Because peace an will never exist. Never. Yeah. I want world peace. Because his fucking name was Woodrow. <laughs> no one trusts everyone, the guy yeah, named Woodrow Wilson. Everyone thought he was a pompous dickhead. I don't know much about him. Neither do I. But you keep calling him an asshole. I don't know. I mean, look at him. This fucking hat and his suit. Yeah, his top hat. Teddy I bet wouldn't not be even, wearing that shit. I bet there's not even a rabbit in that Teddy hat. Teddy would be dressed up like he was about to go on a safari. Right. <laughs> 
with like shorts and long socks on. Yeah. Like he just fucking came out of Jumanji or some shit. Here I go, guys. Let's roll the dice. <laughs> play. Yeah. Who wants to play? Uh, all right. Let's do some critical thinking. Okay. Write a paragraph and explain why the airplane became an important weapon during World War One. Because we could drop fucking bombs and troops into areas that, you know, like if, uh, like if, um, it's like that opening scene in Saving Private Ryan, like instead of fucking, they have the beach covered, we're going to lose like 50% of our men, could just drop them in, parachute them in, right? I mean, yeah, that's the right answer. It's not the, it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, how do you even make that fucking funny though? Like... <laughs> Uh, how did the Central Powers and Allies try to break the deadlock caused by trench warfare? Gas. Fire. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. I always picture World War One as just, like, guys in trenches, like, 50 yards apart mm-hmm. from each other shooting. And then right. there's just, like, gas everywhere. And just people are just, like, just in dead mud. Right. Dead and in mud. And then, like, Cannibal Corpse is playing in the background. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shitty war. It's a shitty... I don't want to be in that war. World War One Sounds sloppy. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun at all. No. 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 Why did nations form alliances with other nations? They watched a lot of reality TV. <laughs> Truth. True that. Section two. How is propaganda used as a weapon in war? Propaganda is like uh, where people are just like, uh, like just drawing like crazy pictures of shit. Yeah. And just like lies, just blatant lies. Yeah. If you don't draw, if you don't sign up for the war, your nose will fall off. People are like, oh my God. (laughs) Not my nose. I got to sign up. I use that to smell. (laughs) If the power. But I wouldn't have colds anymore. (laughs) So. I don't know. <laughs> if the evil powers that be win, we will have no longer have hot dogs. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. What? <laughs> I have to sign up, Martha. It's my duty. <laughs> Fucking um, Nathan from Nathan's Hot Dogs. Just like, what? <laughs> my empire. <laughs> We're going to war. Gather all the Nathans. Get all the buns together. We're going. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like every pocket in it, every single, his entire bag is he's filled got with that, hot dogs and buns. Yeah, he's got that Rambo like Ketchup thing. packets. He's got that Rambo thing, but it's just all hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like the, he's not a medic. He's not a soldier. He's just the hot dog <laughs> supply guy. delusional. <laughs> he's biting hot dogs, throwing them off like they're grenades. He gets killed like immediately. Oh, Frankfurter. <laughs> but then he just like he hones his skills and he gets really good and just like he like uses ketchup and mustard to like go undercover and like uses his like Blinds makeup. Blinds people. Like, yeah. He sneaks up behind yeah. them and just <laughs> in the face. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, it's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's spicy. I wish I had the broth first. <laughs> spicy but delicious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Think about what it was like for a soldier serving on the front line in World War One. Write a letter home describing battle conditions. Dear Mom. Oh! 
legs covered in blood. <laughs> Get this to his mother. <laughs> All my friends are dead. It's just me now. Some fuck named Chang. <laughs> Keeps calling me a freaking honky. I miss home. I'm sick of being called a honky and a lowlife. There's no hot dog steaks. I don't know why they put me in this Asian red regime. <laughs> I'm not Asian. Yeah. <laughs> There's. I'm the only American here. <laughs> Surrounded by fucking Goombas. <laughs> oh, this is the worst war of my life. <laughs> did any did any Native Americans fight in World War One or World War Two? Probably not, right? Uh, there's got to be like. One. I mean, I'm sure like people who are like, oh, I'm half Cherokee or right. I'm still talking like full blown Native American where they're on the <laughs> reservation. They're just like war, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Got like the headdress and shit, like shooting people. Yeah, I don't know. Tomahawking like, motherfuckers. Maybe. <laughs> Him and Nathan are just like <laughs> starting up like a Eat thirty dozen dogs? crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My guess is no, but I'd like to see that. Right. Like if Saving Private Ryan, there was just like one Native American one full dude. on Native American yeah. guy. Yeah. Not even in like army fatigues, just straight up Native American. Yeah. Oh, and like every scene, he's just sharpening his tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a horse with him at all times. Or just shitting in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Eating corn. <laughs> uh, playing craps. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> um. He's collecting the scalps of everyone he kills. Yeah. <laughs> and I want my scalps. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Section four. How did World War One benefit workers? Well, I'd imagine like a third of the population is fucking out at war. So there's tons of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of like. You know, the shitty, the ditch digger job where it's like skills, none. Now it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, like bank manager, skills, none. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can just do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Right. Yeah. Plus, like, businesses were like flourishing too because it was like, you know, we need bullets, we need clothes, we need rations, we need we medical need supplies, we need everything. Yeah. 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 Constantly sending it out every day. More hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Got extra meat on your plate? Recycle it, because we're gonna make it into a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send your recycled meat. How were the planes used as as weapons during World War II? They just dropped hot dog bombs. It was just <laughs> just non-packaged hot dogs just fl- falling yeah. from the sky. Catch the little parachutes. <laughs> individual hot dogs it would be like if you were dying of thirst and started raining but it was raining like, like little army oh! like you know those little army men you get it we're saved case. yeah the little army <laughs> with the parachutes but yeah. it's a hot dog Just throw it we should go get some of those and throw them out my window yeah yeah 
<laughs> and also do some hot dogs. And do some hot dog parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like just, you're like in the middle of war with like a gas mask on, like holding your friend. His like leg is off. He's like dying in your arms. And all of a sudden, <laughs> hot dogs go a hot dog just floats down in front of you. Ah! We're saved. Yeah. <laughs> just look up. And the plane just flies by. <laughs> the men are like rejoicing. Stop! <laughs> it's just like a bunch of injured guys and just hot dogs all over the place. Like, but slowly, Covered in mud. slowly falling and like just touching the ground. <laughs> the parachute lightly falls after it. And then the guy. Not even cooked. Yeah, not even cooked. And your buddy that's dying in your arms, he's just like, No, we have no ketchup! <laughs> no, I was going to say the opposite. Like, he could just be like, I could die a happy American. Yes. Yeah. like hot dog just hits him in the face. <laughs> this is what I fought for. <laughs> Oh my god. We're saved. <laughs> I was thinking about us throwing hot dogs <laughs> with the parachutes and then like we go through a pack of hot dogs we're like, so what do you want to do now? <laughs> You're just sitting around bored. I'm just I'm going home now. Yeah. All right, man. See I guess you. I'll go home. Fuck, I'm hungry. We should have kept one. They're <laughs> just like on the ground. Cars are driving over them. <laughs> oh my god. The hot dogs come down on the parachute and then little packets of ketchup <laughs> on the parachute. Like you do them like in order. Yeah. Like throw like a like twelve buns down on parachutes, then twelve hot dogs, yeah. then twelve ketchup packets. Yeah, and then you just take spoonfuls of relish and just chuck <laughs> yeah. them. That, that doesn't go on a parachute. No. <laughs> oh, I got relish in my eye. <laughs> it burns, <laughs> much like the wounds. <laughs> much like, much like my nub. <laughs> did we? We did section four, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right, section five. Uh I don't know. These are like really specific. Yeah. What effect did Wilson's illness have on ratification of the Treaty of Versailles? Like right as he's about he's to sign vomiting. it, he dies. <laughs> he's just puking on it. They just kept having to rewrite it. <laughs> and they didn't make a second it. copy, so they had to start from scratch every time. Yeah. Like, So what did we say in the second paragraph again? No one remembers? I'm Guys, not, come I'm on. not touching that document. He puked all over that. The dude who's been writing it is like, my wrist fucking hurts. <laughs> Get this guy a bucket or something. Yeah. What the fuck? This guy's such an asshole. Yeah. Can't wait to get home and eat some croissants. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, yeah. That's... Uh, we're going to go read chapter 23. Yeah. I'm just assuming that ba- whatever Wilson thought was probably some ignorant bullshit and just was like him just trying to shut people up and be like, nah, 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 nah. We're peaceful. Right, yeah. We're peaceful. <laughs> it's peace. He's got like puke dripping down his chin. It's all hot dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew. 
you know, like other like other like country leaders are all like sitting around. Like they have like cigars and stuff. Woodrow Wilson sitting there coughing and just pulls out a hot dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> got dementia. They they, they all have like lighters. He just sir, that's a hot dog. <laughs> I know it's a fucking hot yeah. dog. <laughs> Light it up. He just like pulls out instead of give a, me a lighter. Instead of instead of a lighter, he just pulls out mustard and puts it on the end. <laughs> I think I think it would be even funnier if he just took out a lighter and just started burning the hot dog. <laughs> trying to smoke it <laughs> like if you went to like a fucking cigar uh bar or whatever and just brought hot dogs with you <laughs> and started burning them in the cigar bar <laughs> and like you would come with me you'd be like my friend is retarded <laughs> just please i please i told him i'd take him for his birthday <laughs> just don't just please i'll clean up the mess <laughs> when it's done just don't say anything to him he thinks he's really cool. <laughs> so once a year. That's why the treaty failed. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's go yeah. read chapter 23. We will be right back. Peace. And welcome back. What do you think of this chapter, Rob? I was surprised by how much I actually remembered. It just had to be like brought up again. And I was like, right, the Lusitania. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boats, man. Yeah. Well, right yeah. off the bat, I owe you $5. They didn't say anything about melting pots. No, they did I swear there was something about a melting pot. You shouldn't have brought that up, dude. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> totally forgot. As I was reading the chapter, I I got more and more mad. And right. then when we got to the last two sections, I was like, they're definitely not talking about melting pots here. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think that was? I don't know. I guess because isn't a melting pot where there's like a lot of different groups of people? Yeah, America's to... considered a melting pot because... Right. I thought know. I remember them describing like Europe leading mm -hmm. up to the World War as like being this melting, pot. melting pot yeah like it, it's like boiling like you know right. it was it's boiling rising. over yeah yeah and nope. even when i was reading it in this first section i was like here you, it can, comes. you can you can say it here say just it here sprinkle it in mcgraw yeah. just yeah. say it once yeah nope nothing um all right section one war in europe this yeah is, so all europe up in here yeah so technically i was at least half correct because um so on the morning of June 28, 1914, the people of Sarajevo, Bosnia, crowded the city streets to see Archduke Franz Ferdinand, who was the next in line to the throne of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So, you know, shots rang out. Yeah. Ride or die, motherfucker. Um, and yeah, that dude gets assassinated along with his wife. Um, Brett. And the assassination destroyed the delicate balance of European stability. Stability. And within weeks, Europe was at war. But so you know, in Europe, you have this like whole idea of like nationalism. Well, we had it too, sort of. In America. Yeah, we had it too, but it's like different. Like we'll get to that. I have something right. about that later. Okay. When he does like the fourteen points at the end, but right. we'll get to that. Okay. Um. 
so yeah, obviously, I think we talked about nationalism before, feeling of intense loyalty to one's country or group. Right. So you have all these bordering countries. And they all want to see who's got the biggest dick. Yeah, and they all think that, like, they deserve everything. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Italy became a king. So um, new nations such as Italy and Germany to unify. So, like, we start getting into, like, allies and stuff. So in 1860s, Italy became a kingdom. And in the 1870s, Germany became a kingdom. Um, and then those nations started threatening, like, Great Britain and France, who had been around Right, who were that. strong, like, forever. Right. And then Italy and Germany are coming up the ranks right. as, like, world powers. Yeah, and they don't French like, like it. Suck it blue! <laughs> yeah, suck me blue! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, nationalism also inspired certain groups of people to break away from existing nations, um, demanded independent nations of their own. This is all kind of, like, give, like foreshadowing of what's to come, basically. Mm-hmm. So just just keep that in mind. We'll get into it more. Yeah, so all these nations, um, you know, England, France, Germany, Italy, they're all expanding their empires into, like, Africa, Asia. Right. And so there's, you know, they're all fighting for the same thing, and that's creating tensions between them. And as we said, they're they're making allies with other countries with similar interests to kind right. of shield themselves from, you know, if England and France get together and they're going to attack Germany, then Italy's like, well, why don't we join together? And Right. Yeah. Yeah, did you see this thing down here about the propaganda about Italy, like, switching sides? I guess Italy was with this one allied group, and then they flip-flopped onto, like, another side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm I'm not not taking the both sides. I'm on your side. They talk about that. Like, basically, like, they were on one side, and then, like, the other side promises something, and they're like, sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go with him. That's a spicy meatball. Yeah. Oh, you got spicy? (laughs) England and France, they don't get the spicy. Yeah. I like it the spicy. <laughs> They're bored. <laughs> uh, Great Britain and France already had large overseas empires, but both nations wanted to expand them even more. Germany, Germany, Germany Italy, and Russia wanted to increase their colony holdings as well. Um, obviously, this leads to conflict. Military buildup. Yeah, so as these European nations were competing for colonies, they strengthened their armies and their naval power. And then, like, if one country did it, then the other country felt they had to do it. Hey! Hey, Germany! Yeah. Look! We have a laser sight on our dick! Yeah, it's basically, like, similar to the Cold War. They have a laser sight on their dick. I want four laser sights on our dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then France is like, Au revoir! Look! We've added rocket launchers to our balls. And then Germany's like, we want missiles on our balls. <laughs> satellites. <laughs> we want satellites we want, on our balls. We want anus satellites. And then Russia's like, look at them with their rocket launchers and laser pointers and silly, stupid satellites. <laughs> we want nuclear missiles on our dicks. And I'm here with my boring plain dick. <laughs> Sitting I'm here, like, sitting naked. here with my red dick, cold and soaked in vodka. <laughs> my cold, soaked vodka dick. <laughs> Boring. But none of them know about my secret nuclear bomb. <laughs> and then I will have the biggest dick. Right, Natasha? What do you say, Natasha? Yes, Boris. Yes, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful husband. Give me that cold dick. <laughs> Give me your vodka soaked dick. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so this leads to the formation of alliances. So as a result of military buildups and alliance system developed, uh, when a country joined an alliance, they agreed to fend other alliance countries if they were attacked. Right. And by 1914, two major alliances were established. Uh, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Italy formed the Triple Alliance. Mm-hmm. And Great Britain, France, and Russia formed the Triple Entente. Ent- ent- Wait, an ent- what? Ent- the oh, Entente. Ent- 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 yeah. Entente is understanding among nations. Whatever, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the purpose of alliances was to keep peace and create a balance of power. So basically, it's like... Like... You know, if somebody, Britain and France are friends, so if somebody fucks with Britain, France is like, you know, we're going to fight you. Right, yeah. But the, but the problem with it is is that you have all these countries that are so close to each other, it, it's, like, it's like the domino effect because they're mm-hmm. all so close and they all have these alliances. So it's like you fuck with Britain, France is going to get involved, France is going to get involved, now Germany gets involved, Germany's right. involved, now Italy's involved, and then it's just like World War One. Yeah. yeah. So, um, a boiling pot, <laughs> a pot melting boil, pot. <laughs> a melting pot that's boiling. Yeah, <laughs> things aren't melting anymore; they're boiling. Turn it down because the foam is going over the sides on yeah. this one. Did you forget to add salt? <laughs> uh, you fucking idiot! Crisis in the Balkans. So, the Balkan Peninsula was a particular hotbed of nationalist and ethnic rivalries in the early 1900s. Um, a lot of nations were arguing over the territory. And Slavic nationalists hoped to unite all Slavic peoples in the region. One conflict in particular, uh, Austria-Hungary wanted independence and Serbia supported them. Oh, yeah, that gets all crazy. An assassination leads to world to war. Uh, Gavrilo Princip, yep. Franz Ferdinand's assassin, belonged to Serbian nationalist group Princip and other terrorists plotted, to murder, uh, plotted the murder of Ferdinand to bring down the Austria-Hungary Empire and unite the Slavs. I don't know anything about the details of what went on there. I mean, I sort of don't need to know right now because Mm -hmm. I got enough information being flying at me, but it'd be interesting to... I don't know, maybe we do European history one day. Yeah. It would be fun to do European history one day and it's all about Europe and then it's like, then America showed up. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. And to get that side, Mm -hmm. we'll be like, ah... Good old America, finally. Yeah. And then it just like goes away again. No. Yeah, America puts on their war pants. <laughs> like, we're here. We're here. We brought the hamburgers because you guys can't feed yourselves. We're here to end this again. <laughs> All right, let's not, let's not jump ahead. Um, Austria-Hungary moved to crush Serbia with Germany's support. It gave Serbia a list of harsh demands, which Serbia refused. Austria-Hungary... Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia on July 28th, 1914. Yeah, so everything that we just said basically happens. This country invades that country, and then that country steps in, and the other country steps in, right. blah, 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 blah. And blah. there's all these things about, like, independence. Like, that, like right. there's turmoil within the countries mm-hmm. amongst what's going on in just Europe overall. Right, yeah. So the, the, the Great War begins... Um, on one side, the Allied power, you had the Allied powers, um, which included Great Britain, France, and Russia. And on the other side, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and the Ottoman Empire, or the Turks, uh, made up the central powers. Japan, arrival of Germany and Asia, joined the Allies in late August 1914. And then this is the part that we were talking about. What earlier. about us? We want to get involved too. <laughs> um, 
Italy refused to honor its alliance with Germany and Austria-Hungary. Instead, it joined the Allies in 1915 after being promised territory in Austria after the war. It's about the territory. <laughs> this was crazy down here. Uh, this, like, map. It's like Europe goes to war. Just mm-hmm. to give you, like, how quickly it was like a domino effect. Yeah. June 28th, Franz Ferdinand assassinated. assassinated. That same day. Uh, Austria-Hungary declares war on Serbia. Two days later, on July 30th, Russia mobilizes armed forces. August 1st, Germany declares war on Russia. August 3rd, Germany declares war on France. Germany's just going nuts. Mm -hmm. August 4th, Germany invades Belgium. August 4th, Britain declares war on Germany. August 6th, Austria-Hungary declares war on Russia. August 12th, France and Britain declare war on Austria-Hungary. It's just like, that's all within what two weeks basically Mm -hmm. yeah that's fucking nuts um and then this might be a good time to bring this up i i thought of this really awesome analogy for all these countries they're all kind of like the two different allied sides are like the two is like like two groups of hot chicks Mm -hmm. and italy is like going back and forth they're like becky are you fucking serious you went back over with them like Mm -hmm. they're just like fighting to be who's like who's the coolest gals in all the school. Right, yeah. And I gave them names, like Olga would be Germany, Sophia. I looked up, like, I was like, popular Italian chick names. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carmilla, Sophie, uh, Carmilla is Italy. Right, yeah. And then Britain, we have Diane, France, Zoe. Mm-hmm. And Russia, we have Anastasia. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Germany uh, launches its offense through Belgium because um, they hope to defeat France and then move troops east against Russia. It almost succeeded. However, the Belgians held out for nearly three weeks against the powerful German army, eating only chocolate and beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, this delay gave the French and British time to prepare their armies for war. Uh, the British and French met the Germans at the Marne River just a few miles east of the city. That was definitely... Like, that was France's idea. We will, we will meet them at the river. Meet them at the river. It's so scenic. We will smoke cigarettes in the dusk. When the, when the battle is over, we will lay amongst the corpses and make love with wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Battle of Marne fought between September 5th and 12th, 1914. The danger the gets me howled. <laughs> Let's keep it close to home. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> I must always be able to see Patty. <laughs> I must always be able to be aroused, no matter what the battle we may face. That was like the motto of all the French soldiers. Oh, my God. No matter what happens, yeah. no matter how dangerous the situation is, we must make it romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but when will we make love? <laughs> Like, one of them's just shot in the belly, and the French medic comes over to him. He's like, I don't know if you're going to make it. He's like, then make love to me one final time. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine them, like, always smoking cigarettes and just telling stories about their wives. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that, that battle stopped the German advance and boosted French morale. Wee wee. We oui, we oui. we are all very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me my wife. Bring me my wine and my wife. Yeah. I am uh, so hard. Uh, fighting in Western Europe reached a stalemate where neither side made any military advances. 
For the next three years, the opposing armies faced each other across a complex network of deep trenches. Trenches along the front lines provided they protection. They remind me of vaginas. Yeah. So I like to crawl inside of them. The vaginal canal <laughs> <laughs> of war <laughs> gets me very hot. Medic, I am shot. Clog up the bullet hole with your cock. Yeah. <laughs> you are hard, no? He's you like are hard, yes. his dick. <laughs> then what is that? Don't be a pussy. Sorry, I am very submissive. <laughs> <laughs> I am a submissive medic. <laughs> this turns me on so much. It's like dying. Bleeding it's out. like gas and like <laughs> dirt flying all over like from bombs and shit. Yeah. Make love to me in this battlefield. <laughs> I have dreamed of this moment. <laughs> Make love to me in this giant dirt vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Pour wines on my wound and into your penis. <laughs> um. You're just feeding him grapes off the vine. <laughs> all the medics just carry grapes they on don't the even vine. have morphine they just have grapes, grapes on, on the, the vine. vine yeah so this standstill was broken in 1916 with the battle of Verdun in northeastern france um and that went from february all the way till december of that same year Verdun was one of the longest and bloodiest battles of the war when it oh, was yeah. over more than 750,000 french and german soldiers had lost their lives and while the battle over done raged, the Allies launched so their own offensive bodies. in July. <laughs> Hold me, Francois. Death is so beautiful. <laughs> Look at the death. Hold me, Robert. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. The Allies gained only seven miles in the offense. <laughs> yeah. Technology so it's like basically, war. basically they're saying is like all, there's so much fighting and so much, this trench warfare is so complicated. Mm -hmm. It's like you fight so much, but gain so little basically right yeah um technology of war improved uh cannons and artillery fired larger shells at great distances we can shoot our cum foul though <laughs> huge yogurt loads flying over the over the trenches <laughs> splattering the germans faces <laughs> with pearls of white that what you get for hanging out with the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Bukaki. <laughs> A French Bukaki. A French German Bukaki. Uh, better rifles and able servers to hit targets with greater accuracy. Right in the eyes. <laughs> uh, the Germans used uh, poison gas against Allied troops in April 1959. This just so disturbing sounding yeah like dropping gas just like gives me the willies yeah definitely um quote uh this british officer said they fought with terror oh wait british they fought with terror running blindly in the gas cloud and dropping in agony then a frenchman tried to grab me and i had to <laughs> knock him off me i was like get off me faggot <laughs> <laughs> But the gas, <laughs> it's so mysterious <laughs> and sexy. Are you turned on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm coughing up blood. <coughs> Cough it on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let me feel your last drips of life on my tongue while I jerk off. Yeah. Massage my balls. <laughs> um, you pale British man. 
the Allies began to use uh, poison gas as well. Soldiers started carrying gas masks. Yep, and then they also introduced tanks. Um, yeah, at first, 1916. Yeah, at first the Allies uh, were crushing the Germans, and so the Germans were like, hey, we should build some tanks too. Um, the most dramatic new weapon, however, was the airplane. Um, both sides used airplanes to watch the movements of enemy troops and bomb targets. Daring pilots waged duels in the skies called dogfights. Now, I, well, uh, then, then that just seemed like a waste of fighting to me. What do you mean? Like, you're going to have these, like, crisscrossing, swirling, like, like plane trick battle fights, like, or uh, plane fights, and it's just like... Well, I think, like, I think you did those to try and, like, deplete their planes so that they couldn't do things like drop bombs and, like, do reconnaissance. Like, I don't think it was so much, like, to try and take out the other side. It's, like, it was obviously a... A ground battle. It's just they could use planes to right do things that you couldn't do on the ground. So yeah, I know. It just seemed weird. Just like a waste of time. Like two guys yeah. fighting for like thirty-five minutes. Well, in the yeah, because they give those stats later, and, and it's, it's like, like he shot down fourteen planes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was in like a hundred battles, but he shot down fourteen planes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So the first fighter planes were equipped with only machine guns fastened to the top wing. Which I was, like, trying to figure out. So the pilot, it's not, like, one of those things where you have, like, a pilot and then a second pilot. And then the second pilot's, like, manning the machine gun. I think it's just, like, he just has, like, a machine gun button and he just hits it. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that. All right. So the most famous pilots included Germans Baron von Richthofen, the Red Baron, and Eddie Rickenbacker, an American (laughs) who served in the French Air Force. Uh, the Germans used the Zeppelin or blimp to bomb Allied cities. That seems like a really weird thing because they have to move incredibly slow, right? Right. That's what I thought too. How so hard is it to... So just be like, hey guys, they're coming! Shoot it! <laughs> yeah, or, or just move! <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. They see it like a mile away and they just, everyone's like taking the bus and leaving. Yeah. The yes. French just have like five day orgies just waiting for it to come. Let us fuck! Do we have any more time for orgies? <laughs> Yeah, it's still like a mile away. <laughs> Spread some brie on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> brie is a French cheese, right? Yeah. All right, good. Pull this croissant out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they wore like berets underneath their helmets. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> they all had handkerchiefs around their neck, too. Yeah. Uh, Over the seas. Um, U-boats. Yeah, basically, Britain blockaded uh, German con- like all the German ports. So the Germans invent U-boats or submarines. Uh, the German word for Utensiebot, submarines sunk ships uh, carrying supplies to Britain. This essentially leads, these U-boats kind of are what lead the United States into getting involved in the war. Right, because we're just trying to trade with everyone. We're trying to carry right. on, and then yeah. they fuck everything up. Right. Um, yeah, so American neutrality. Um, is there anything you want to talk about in this um, section? I, I just remember reading it, it. I just thought it was funny here. I mean, we sort of talked a lot about they, they do a graph of, like, the breakdown of the trenches, but that doesn't help anybody listening because they can't see it. But I just mm-hmm. thought this was funny, like, talking about how difficult it was for these uh, people to advance this final line here 
Um, many farmhouses and groves of trees were fought over simply because they were the largest identifi- identi- bi- blah, 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 identifiable feature of the landscape. So, like, everything was just, like, destroyed and dug up. So if there was, like, a farmhouse in the distance, like, Germany and France, that would be, like, their goal. Is like, right. we're going to get us a farmhouse, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just, like, a hundred people are going to die between then and the farmhouse. And it's probably only, like, a half a mile away. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, too, because, like, the one thing that I took away from, like, looking at all these trenches is, like, people, they must have gotten, like, lost all the time, right? Like, there's just, like, a huge fucking maze. Right. And, like... Occasionally, I guess you would pop your head out and be like, and get shot in the face. Oh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they would always like make the dumbest dude do that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So American neutrality. President Wilson had to make some difficult decisions. Uh, he declared that the United States would be neutral in the war in Europe. Uh, most Americans did not think that the war concerned them. Many shared the view expressed in editorial in the New York newspaper. There is nothing reasonable in such a war, and it would be foolish for this country to sacrifice itself to a clash of ancient hatreds, which is urging the old world to destruction. Um, More than one-third of the nation's 92 million people were either foreign-born or the children of immigrants. Right. So some of these people, it says here— They felt for their homeland or whatever. Some of the 8 million Americans of German or Austrian descent and the 4.5 million Irish Americans who hated the British because they ruled— Ireland favored the central powers, which obviously America as a whole did not. Right. Um, Ties of language, customs, and traditions linked the United States to Great Britain. So again, like I just said, United States is going to, it's always going to be with Britain. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything I love, uh, what is this? Uh, President Wilson told the British ambassador, I haven't even thought of what this guy talked like. I feel like I don't know enough about him. Everything I love most in the world is at stake. A German victory would be a f- would be fatal to our form of government and American ideals. So, yeah. And then propaganda. Basically, the United States uses propaganda to get Americans on board to support this war. But I mean and then and then the other side does it too. Germany does it, the central powers do it with all of their people at home to get their people involved. Mhm. Um, America's early involvement. As a neutral nation, Americans sought to trade with both sides. However, Britain's blockade of Germany made this difficult. See, this is like this is the shit that gets weird because I don't know. I feel like the United, there's a lot of stuff where they talk about how Wilson doesn't want to get. He's like Wilson. Oh, was so stressed. He didn't want to get involved, but he was mm-hmm. forced to do it. It's just right, like yeah. there's a war going on, and you know you're allied with Britain, but you just you're gonna keep sending boats to Germany. Like it almost seems like there's a higher power playing a big game of chess, and like yeah, we'll send some people over. A couple of our boats will get captured or shot down. We'll lose a couple of Americans, and then the rest of the United States will be on board with joining this war. Like, right, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like that a little bit. Like the right. book was like beating around the bush, being like, "This is what happened," but we can't say it. Read right, between yeah. the lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least that's how my conspiracy brain looked at it. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we're neutral. We're a neutral nation in this war, but we're tr- we're trying to trade with both Britain and um, Germany. The navy often sees ships 
goods, United States protests is that the, that its ships be able to pass through without interference. So I thought this was interesting too. So Britain is preventing the American ships from going to trade with Germany. Right. It's not Germany at first. Mm-hmm. And Britain, what's the quote they said? Um, yeah, if the American shipper grumbles, yeah. wrote a London newspaper, our reply is that this war is not being conducted for his pleasure or profit. Right. Indeed, America trade with the Allies soared. Uh, in addition, Great Britain and France uh, borrowed billions of dollars from American banks to help pay for the war efforts. Which, yeah, I don't know. All this upset Germany, uh, who watched the United States, supposedly a neutral nation, helping the Allies. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're just like producing the war for them, but we're not actually fighting right. in it yet. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> nine, 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 nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so submarine, submarine warfare. To stop American aid to Britain, Germany stated in February 1915 that it would sink any vessels that entered or left British ports. Um, President Wilson warned that the U.S. would hold Germany responsible if any American lives were lost. Yep. And then the Germans ignored his threat. And on May 7, 1915, a German U-boat torpedoed the British uh, passenger liner Lusitania near the coast of Ireland. More than 1,000 people died, including 128 American citizens. Americans were outraged. And then I like this later. It was learned that the ship carried war materials. Right. Which I I like okay that's cool but right. does that make it does that still make it right maybe is it now considered a warship? Well, I mean, it's it's more like I would think that it's more on on you know England for they're basically trying to like you know hide that shit right like so, hey come on our Royal Caribbean yeah there's it's no safe. missiles on here it's fine there's no cocaine on this boat yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought this like they knowingly put their citizens in harm's way. Right. I I wrote this thing here and it, it, it gets even furthermore. It keeps happening. I feel like Britain is kind of like like if you had an older brother mm-hmm. who was like addicted to drugs and like hung out with the wrong crowd, right. you know, and you're not supposed to help him. But you keep helping him because you're like, oh, he's my older brother. I love him. Like, right, yeah. and you just keep getting involved all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. Right. Britain, Britain's just like. Oh, come on, man. Can I just, like, you know, buy, like, you know, 50 more dollars? Give me, like, 50 more bucks, right? Yeah. Come on, please. Mm-hmm. Please, 50 more. And America's just, like, taking off his backpack when he's getting home from school. And just like, oh, you still owe me $150 from last time. Oh, mate, I know, mate. It's cool, man. I'll get it. <laughs> I'll get it all to you and then some. I'll get it all to you and then some, please. Right. It's like, oh. But, oh. I know you're just going to go and hang out with France mm-hmm. and all those other in Russia. And all you guys do is get into trouble. Oh my, I swear to God, this time it's different. It's different this time. It's like, fine. The money's in my bag. Just go get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then within a few months, uh, more German U-boats attacked the unarmed French passenger ship Sussex. Uh, Germany feared that the Americans might enter the war. To pardon itself, Germany offered money to people who were injured on the Sussex and promised to warn neutral ships, ships and passenger vessels before attacking. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm so sorry about blowing up your boat. Yeah, and at first, like, they're a, like... You want a few bucks? <laughs> Call it, you know, kumuse kumusa? Right. Um, and at first, like, it worked. And they were like, all right. 
We'll take your money. We'll take we'll take we'll take a few bucks, but you don't do that again. Right. I swear to God, I won't do it again. It will never happen again. Right. It's a hundred dollars, okay? This is we're cool. We're cool now. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're cool. Stop looking at me like that. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, we're cool. <laughs> okay. All right, stop making eye contact yeah. with me. Just give me the goddamn money. I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. All right. Let bygones be bygones. This will never happen again. See you soon. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, don't wink at me. Just walk, turn around and walk away. Yeah. All right, fine. I'm going. Uh, turn yeah. around. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I swear to God, I'm going. <laughs> Fuck. So I don't. They're so fuck. Those Germans are so goddamn weird. I don't think that was Ernest. <laughs> did he? Did he? Jim, did you, you guys get a weird vibe? Creepy vibe off him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he gave us a hundred bucks. Yeah. Don't be a fucking idiot, Tim. <laughs> don't trust them. They just, they just declared war on four countries within two weeks. Yeah, but that guy seemed all right. Yeah, he seemed pretty cool. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Fucking leave! Um, the end of neutrality uh, in the summer of 1916. Uh, blah 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 blah. Like Congress to pass legislation to strengthen the military. Oh right, okay. This was really crazy too. This is what I was talking about. So basically, to sum all this up, after all this shit happens, Wilson's like, all right. Listen here, guys. Right. I think we should put a hundred million dollars into our military, double its size, make fifteen hundred new naval battleships, mm-hmm. create a whole fleet of airplanes on our left and our right side. Just in case. But we're not going to war. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we will remain neutral. Yeah, President Wilson still hoped, however, to stay out of the war. <laughs> um <laughs> Anti-war sentiment. I want the, look how look at all the trinkets they have on their dicks. I want those trinkets too. They have <laughs> laser pointers and rockets and satellites. What am I, Russian? What a, what is this? We can't be over here with these plain dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's like an everything bagel over there. We're just like a plain bagel. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, we're like a plain boiled hot tub. <laughs> Where's the crap? When where's when are we gonna be this nation gonna be a hot dog steak? Tim, you like relish? <laughs> Let's get some fucking relish they up here. We have all kinds of crazy hot dogs, not worst and bratwurst and spicy Italian sausage <laughs> and sweet sausage and chorizo. And I'm What's, over here with my boring ass sausage and my plain old dick. A fucking ballpark and yellow deli mustard. My little <laughs> My plain old mushroom cap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boring. <laughs> we need to sprinkle it up with some clams and get some condiments on here. <laughs> yeah. I want this to be a Jewish nightmare over here. <laughs> Pork and shellfish yeah. with sprinkled with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say no. <laughs> Don't say no and put it on a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the Wilson. <laughs> Fucking people will love it. Call it the WWWW1. The Woodrow Wilson World War One sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it today. 
<laughs> wanted in five minutes. Yeah. This is like at a hot dog cart. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got a little sidetrack there. What I'm saying is, is we're not going to war. <laughs> <laughs> just like talking to the hot dog vendor. I'll have two hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just call it? You call it a Frankfurt or something? <laughs> you goddamn. We're going to war. <laughs> That's it. They're calling hot dogs Frankfurters now. <laughs> in America. My name is Woodrow, not Frank. What's next? <laughs> he just dies like a sad man because no foods were named after him. Yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. Oh, so... Yeah, I don't know. Anti, you know, anti-war sentiment was still strong in the country. Um, and again, like we just said, like the the irony of building up the war but telling everybody we're not getting involved. Um, and then during election, Woodrow Wilson won his Woodrow Wilson won his second term uh, in 1916, but barely. Um, he defeated the Republican candidate Charles Evans Hughes. Um, on the brink of war. On January 1917, Germany announced that it would sink on site all merchant vessels, armed or unarmed, sailing to Allied ports. Uh, however, the Germans believed uh, that they could. Oh, wait. The Germans knew they risked bringing the Americans into war. However, the Germans believed uh, that they could. that they would defeat the Allies before the United States would get involved. And then they'd just, I guess, like, be basically just fighting the United States. And then, obviously, Wilson gets all pissed off. Um, I won't have it. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, Germany. I told you. Germany is basically like, remember that $100 I gave you? You've run that one dry. There's no more hundreds of dollars. We are blowing up any ship. No more Mr. Nice German. That was our only $100. Joke's on you. <laughs> What do you, that $100 bill. What, what do you think $100 grows off trees? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. Yeah. What do you think $100 grow from the vine? <laughs> they don't. What do you think I just have a machine making hundred single $100 bills? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I stole it when I was over in your Not country. Not yet. <laughs> Van Derville. Um, then a few weeks later, British agents intercepted a secret telegram sent by German foreign minister, Arthur Zimmermann, alliance with, uh, he offered an alliance with Mexico against the United States if war broke out. Newspapers, uh, published this, um, and we everyone- We love your salsa. Yeah. <laughs> salsa verde is not bad. <laughs> what is this? Have you tried schnitzel? I've got to say something to you, and you may not like this. I've realized that all of your foods are really the same things. They're just shaped differently and called different names. <laughs> your menu at first glass was quite impressive. Why don't but then I realized. Then I realized. It's <laughs> all the, the same, same ingredients. Thing, yes. Why don't you look at the German menu? Look, at we have Nutwurst, Bratwurst, Schnitzels, Wiener Schnitzels. Chicken schnitzels, veer schnitzels, kabasses, <laughs> we stole that from the Polish. Potatoes. <laughs> Just potatoes. <laughs> and all different pickled vegetables and breads. 
See? <laughs> you need a more wide variety of foods yeah. like we have. <laughs> you need more kinds of sausages. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> Your beer does not come in a giant boot like I enjoy it. Right. <laughs> and then... Uh, so this telegram set off a new wave of anti-German feeling in the U.S. I just imagine people being like, they're trying to steal our salsa. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers. I have grown to love Taco Tuesday, and I am not giving it up. I go down there. We're going to war. <laughs> you ain't never taking my Tex-Mex. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up, Uncle Sam. I'm ready to fight for my tacos. <laughs> This is the most unique and creative food I have ever had in my fucking life. <laughs> Look at all these things on the goddamn menu. Yeah. Quesadilla, enchilada, chinchilla, chalupa. Tostada, that's just like a Mexican sandwich, but yeah. I love it. Every fucking thing is on there is cheesy, meaty, and delicious. Yeah. I can't even believe how many different things they have. You could put hot sauce on everything. Every fucking item. You know I like it hot. <laughs> I fucking hate sausages and sauerkraut. Yeah. Let's kill them krauts. And then we'll build some taco stands over there. And then show them what's what. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Mexico 2. <laughs> <laughs> Smack dab in the middle of Europe. Mexico 2. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey Germans, oh get used god. to it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh where are we? Where the fuck are we? Okay, so uh so this is again like this is like uh Oh, wait, did we skip the part where Germany told that the United States that they were going to blow up boats, but this time they were going to, like, give them a warning before they did it? No, we talked about that. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. Um, revolution in Russia. Um, so, basically, while all this is going on, this, like, inter-country stuff within Europe, within Russia, they're having, like, a revolution. Right, yeah. So, um, I don't know. These people overthrow the monarchy. They established a temporary government, basically, like, it sounds like a similar to, like, a democracy. Um, and then this new Russian government that started, they were like, oh, we're still going to, like, go against Germany. Mm -hmm. um, wait, and then what's this thing about? Yeah, so they're going to go against Germany. So now Wilson could argue that the Allies were fighting a war for democracy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Because he's like, oh, this is going to help, you know, bring their whole country to be similar to ours blah blah yeah, blah and then on top of that um in march 1917 within a few days time the germans attacked and sank four american merchant ships 36 lives were lost so it's just like whoops ah bad yeah he's got more artillery to kind of show that we need to get in this war we told them we were like hey guys you have 30 seconds to jump out of the boat before we shoot off rockets and our missiles and our satellites at you and we did and we did <laughs> We told you, yeah. no more Mr. Nice Germans. Yeah. Oh, look at this. These tacos are pretty good. Wonder where we got those from? <laughs> I'll give you one hint. Not Germany. <laughs> <laughs> 
not Mexico too, <laughs> fuckers. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know about your plans. Um, so yeah, America enters the war. Uh, President Wilson decided that the United States could no longer remain neutral. And on the cold, rainy evening of April 2nd, 1917, he asked Congress for a declaration of war against Germany. Yeah. Um, but, 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 and I thought this was weird. So Congress did not agree at first or at once to a war resolution. However, in the end, most members agreed that the nation must defend its rights. So as a result, Congress passed the declaration of war and Wilson signed it on April 6th. Uh, 56 members of the House and Senate voted against the war, and then was like one of those 56 was Jeanette Rankin of Montana, the first woman to serve as a representative of Congress. Like, why just throw that in there? Like, um, she was know. probably on her period. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Like, what? Like, why? Like, so weird. I think just to like a little side note. Like, hey, one of those people was a clam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll let one claim in here, Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn, these clams are tough. <laughs> these clams are harder than the, than the mushrooms. Yeah. We need one clam to keep it all together. <laughs> one clam to unify the mushroom caps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one clam to keep the mushrooms coming back for more. Right. Because <laughs> politics are boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on May 18th. You throw a skirt or two in there. And, <laughs> and you got a little clam bake. You got yourself a, a one clam bake. <laughs> <laughs> one clam casino. Uh, <laughs> on May 18th, Congress passed the Selective Service Act, setting up a military draft men aged 21 to 30 registered by the millions. Uh, by the war's end, 24 million men had registered. Of them, about 3 million were called to serve. Another 2 million joined voluntarily. Um, for the first time, women enlisted into the armed forces. Uh, they, did role, they did non-combat roles like radio operators, clerks, and nurses. This part was cool. Uh, more than 300,000 African Americans joined the armed forces. Most held low-level uh, jobs uh, at military bases. Among the 140,000 African-American soldiers sent to Europe, 40,000 fought in combat. Um, and basically, they were just really badass. They were just, like, really good soldiers. They were devoted. They fought really well. Um, one of its members, Henry Johnson, was the first American, um, not African-American, first American to receive the French Croix de Guerre, the Cross of Wales. <laughs> a medal for bravery. Um, in yeah. <laughs> 1917, desperately needed the uh, the Allies desperately needed the help of the soldiers. Some French troops refused to continue to fight after they failed defense. Um, after a failed defense in 1917, we don't want to. We are over. We are tired. We are so tired. I miss my wife. Well, that's like I was using the, I was using the analogy of just like. When I was reading this, I kept having that high school girl now, and she's like, fuck this, I'm going to the mall. <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. And then the British were losing steam. Like, they just didn't have food anymore, so America had to, like, give them, basically give them, food, supply food for them. Right, yeah. So they're just like, you know, I'm so hungry. Can we push the fight back to another day? I'd, <laughs> today's not a good day for me to be the cool girl. Yeah. The American show up like, do you have any bangers and mash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no? And then Russia... Well, what the fuck are you here for? And then Russia, who has all this, like... I mean, we can get into the details of it, but basically Russia is having its period and just doesn't show up because they withdraw because <laughs> yeah. it's having yeah. all these internal problems. Right. 
Um, Can't fight today, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot fight. I'm on the rag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just like hungover. Right. Oh, God. Crazy night. <laughs> my uh, breath smells of vodka and my dick smells of vomit. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They have no fucking clue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to ensure uh, the needed supplies got to Great Britain, the U.S. Navy uh, British destroyed... Um, the German submarines, they started doing these convoys uh, to protect the merchant ships. I wish so they had told us, like, how they did that. They probably just had, like, underwater torpedoes and used, yeah. like, I don't know, sonar or some shit. Yeah. Um, basically, this, like, sort of threw a wrench in the Germans' plan. The, these, um, it decreased the amount of uh, merchant ships, and it says here, to give you an idea of how much it reduced it, in one year, it reduced Allied shipping losses from 900,000 to 300,000 tons per month. Um, with the convoy system, not one American soldier bound for Europe was lost to a submarine attack. So the Americans fucked the Germans. Um, and then here, like we, I sort of touched on, uh, in March 1917, Tsar Nicholas II, uh, leader of Russian Empire, gave his throne in the First Revolution. A, the government, however, was unable to solve major problems such as food shortages and the Plague of Nations. In November 1917, riots broke out all over the government's handling the war over its scarcity of food and fuel. Um, these communists, Bolsheviks, uh, overthrew Russia, um, established a communist government led by Vladimir Lenin. And then they wanted to pull out of the war to concentrate on fixing themselves. Mm -hmm. So uh, we cannot come to fight today, girls. We have to, have to go to the, the pharmacy and pick up a box of tampons. Right, yeah. Um, that I will soak in vodka, in vodka and, and, and stick in my box. And get wasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and get wasted uh, rectally. Uh, presumably uh, vomit on my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as we do. As we do. <laughs> I like to get drunk through my ass and puke out <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> Onto my dick. It's like the circle of life. <laughs> Poetic. Na Sivinia Narisigra. It's just like holding up a tampon soaked in vodka for like a fucking Chechnyan cliff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lenin took Russia out of the war. Uh, and in March 1918, he signed the Treaty of Bretzlov. Just sign it. Just sign the fucking treaty. <laughs> so I can get back Does to my vodka. Does it matter the name? It's a Russian name. You don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. But what? How do I pronounce this? The Treaty of Brest-Slovensk. You guys put way too many fucking consonants together. How are you supposed to read the the VSK? Visk, visk, told visk. Like I said, just signed the goddamn treaty. <laughs> My kids are waiting in the car outside. <laughs> Fine. Fucking hate you. I'm getting all this land. Never. I'm going to change all the names 
of your stupid countries with like a hundred <laughs> consonants in them. So fucking stupid. It's gonna just be easy. Germany one, Germany two, Germany three, and Germany four. <laughs> and you will not be allowed into Mexico and you, too. And you're not coming well actually working out the deal for Mexico too over here so we get the fresh <laughs> supply of tacos. <laughs> you like tacos? Have you ever had a taco? Here, take one of these and then we'll talk about the taco treaties that we're drumming up. <laughs> Uh, as a result of this treaty, Russia lost substantial territory to the Germans. Russians' withdrawal from the war allowed Germans to move thousands of troops from the Eastern Front to the Western Front in France. Um, new German offense. March 1918, Germans launched a massive attack along the Western Front. They wanted to capture the city of Amens uh, before proceeding to Paris. Between March and June 1918, the Germans hammered at Allied uh, hammered at Ally lines. They pushed the Allies back within 40 miles of Paris. Ooh, we're getting hard again. How much closer <laughs> can we get? Yeah. Ooh, I love when we... I, it's so hard swapping through yeah. fucking accents. Yeah. They all sort of sound the same. Yeah. Uh, it looked as if Germany might win the war. American troops arrive in France. On May 1970, General John J. Pershing was named Supreme Commander of the American... Uh, ex... ex Expeditory Force, the AFE. Yeah, and then I thought this was fucking cool. So the French and British wanted to use the American soldiers to build up their own troops. However, General Pershing refused. He <laughs> preferred to keep the AEF a separate force. We ain't fucking with you guys. Listen here, partner. <laughs> <laughs> you and your little dumb breads and your berets and your. Why's this guy hard? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me something, boy. <laughs> Fucko. <laughs> Listen here, Twinkle Toes. We ain't playing your games. Yeah. This is a man's sport. So put your hard dicks away and your cigarettes and your dumb snails and get along. You asked us here to take care of this job, we're going to do it. We're not drinking no tea and we ain't eating no croissants. <laughs> this is war. This is war, fellas. What, what the hell is that? A vine of grapes? I can't have my boys around this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to turn my boys into Nancy's? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not today, fellas. Get along. Do your thing. Let the boys yeah. do their job. Yeah, we'll be over here cleaning up your shit. <laughs> You're just playing like... like She's my Jerry Pie. <laughs> <laughs> this is America's war now, fellas. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you roll your sti- cigarettes, I stuff tobacco in my lip. <laughs> um, so yeah american soldiers were called doughboys um they saw their first serious fighting in early june of 1918 uh they were nicknamed doughboys because of their brass uniform buttons that resembled boiled dough dumplings (laughs) a popular food i don't appreciate the name doughboy it makes us sound stuffed how about like steel men or some shit like that (laughs) i was never one for words call us rock boners (laughs) Diamond cutters. You know what I'm talking about, Frenchie. You know you got one right there. You're probably more eloquent with your dumbass words. How about you come up with a name for us? Yeah. 
I'll give you a job. Give us a cool name. <laughs> hey, you want to help? Come up with some cool names. Yeah. <laughs> Let the man do the man's job. Come up with a cool name and you can join us. And we'll teach you how to be men. I don't like the way you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so turned on. But you are so strong. <laughs> There's this big battle that was, like, really important when the Americans showed up. The, the American troops uh, helped turn back German offense in Chateau Thierry on uh, the Marne River in East Paris. They advanced to near Belleau Wood uh, for 24 hours um, a, uh, a day. For the next three weeks, American forces fought their way through the forest uh, against a solid wall of German machine gun fire. Now this is romantic, fellas. <laughs> now this gets me hard. Now this is getting my nipples erect. Yeah. Um, the Americans and the French fought back German attacks on Allied forces along the Marne and the Somme rivers and stopped the German offense. Um, General Pershing wrote, um, the battles turn the tide of war. I just imagine the Americans... We turned it! I just imagine the Americans like all like looking forward and firing and ducking and the Germans are just like... Or the French are just like like jumping on them and trying to like kiss their cheeks and they're in the middle of firing a <laughs> rifle and he's just right. like get the fuck off me pick up your goddamn gun goddamn like, it pierre shooting like do 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 what the fuck he's like nibbling <laughs> on his ear <laughs> the smell of this gun smoke gets me howled <laughs> i'm sorry you had a little driplet of sweat coming off your ear i couldn't resist <laughs> Uh, the Battle of Argonne Forest. It's salty. <laughs> the salt turns me on. <laughs> um, in mid-September, about 500,000 American soldiers fought and defeated the Germans at St. Mihiel, uh, east of Verdun. Later that month, more than one million American troops joined the Allies in the Battle of the Argonne Forest, and it became the most massive attack in American history. Yahoo! Who doesn't like fighting in a fucking forest? Yes. Now this is what I'm talking about. This is like a cool video game level. Finally out of those vaginal canals. <laughs> All those gay vagines get in the woods like where a man belongs. <laughs> Some mushroom cat fight. <laughs> um, so yeah, this battle uh, went on for nearly seven weeks. Soldiers struggled through the rugged, heavily forested ground. Uh, rain, mud, barbed wire, and fire from German machine guns hindered the the Allies' advance. Many lives were lost. Yep. This was funny down here. Um, the 369th Regiment uh, fought on the front lines for 191 days, five days longer than any other U.S. regiment. The entire unit received the French Croix de Guerre Medal for Bravery. This was the – they were an all-African-American um, – regime and then below and then like it talks a little bit about how like you know before and after battles like african-americans were still segregated by the americans but mm -hmm. like the british and the french were like these guys are great <laughs> yeah relax these guys yeah um and then but down here it says why do you think some african-american soldiers wanted to stay in europe after the war they're getting fucking medals because i can <laughs> fucking kill it over here man <laughs> yeah um the Battle of Argonne Forest ended in early November. The Germans were now faced with an invasion of their own country. So, yeah, we had broken through and, like, broke through German lines. Um, 
This was a quote from General John J. Pershing. 3,000 miles of, from home and an American army is fighting for you. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Invoking the spirit of our forefathers, that army asks your unflinching support to end that the high ideals for which American stands may endure upon the earth. We should change the name of French fries to America fries, because... <laughs> The French are fucking weird. Hey, Billy, get over here, kid. <laughs> you have any idea what the fuck this guy's saying? <laughs> no, you want more French fries? <laughs> Man, I bet you the fr- I bet you France is so fucking cool, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go over there after the war. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of Dorchester, huh? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hot as balls over here. So gay over here. <laughs> we should go over to France. <laughs> uh... During the fighting at the Argonne Forest, Corporal Alvin York killed several German soldiers, captured machine guns, and took 132 prisoners. Um, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was a member of the 94th Aereo Squadron. He fought 134 air battles and shot down 26 aircrafts. Uh, Both York and Rickenbacker were awarded the Medal of Honor for their actions. Uh, The end of the war. Uh, while fighting raged along the Western Front, German Allied forces faced a uh, certain defeat. In late 1918, the Ottoman Empire on the brink of collapse and a revolution engulfed uh, Austria-Hungary. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Come on. You're going to do this now? Germany's just like, fuck. <laughs> this is so fucking annoying. Uh on October 1918, the ethnic territories within the, uh, within the empire began to break away. Poland, Hungary, and Czechoslovakia, for example, declared independence. By early, uh, by early in November, the governments of the Austrian Hungary and the Ottoman Empire had surrendered to the Allied powers. This was really funny, too. I liked this. Um, Germany doesn't want... Oh, yeah. So, armist- armistice? Is that how you pronounce that? Armistice. Armistice. Um, military leaders in Germany realized they had little chance of winning. American troops supplied the fortified, um, added a new determination, um, to the allied war effort. In addition, Germans on the home front were suffering greatly from severe shortages of food and needed supplies. So basically what an armistice is, is an agreement to end fighting, which I thought was funny because it's not necessarily a peace treaty. Mm -hmm. So I just imagine the Germans are just like, all right, here's the deal. (laughs) We really, we still fucking hate all of you. You're all pieces of shit. But right now we're really down in the dumps. So let's just, let's just not fight for right now. Okay? Is that cool? We just, here's $100. (laughs) And we'll, you know, just call it quits for now. And, you know, we'll pick it up. A little time out. You know. Listen, this is time out. Don't confuse this with a peace treaty. We are not giving up. We are not. We are not giving up. We are not your friend. We will never be your friend. All of these other countries around us smell the gross. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, just, you know, for right now. We'll be back. For right now, we're cool. (laughs) You know, and we won't do it ever again. Wink, wink. (laughs) And so, yeah, they basically do that, and then the comp, and then they create this agreement. Um, they accept uh, Wilson had this plan for peace, uh, 
promise not to renew hostilities. Yeah, yeah, sure, peace, hostilities. Remember, I said armistice, not peace treaty, but whatever. <laughs> vink, vink. Um, <laughs> uh, all German troops must leave Belgium and France. Oh, are you serious? Come on. <laughs> Finally, Wilson uh, would deal only with civilian leaders, not with the military. Yeah, okay, well, send, you talk to the civilian leaders, because they're the ones that are in charge of all the goddamn guns and bombs and U-boats that we have. Sure. Fucking idiot. Why wouldn't he want to talk to the military leaders? <laughs> They're the ones that control everything. Political unrest uh, was going on in Germany while leaders were deciding what to do with this new treaty. On November 3rd, sailors in Kiel, the main base of German fleet, revolted. Within days, groups of worker soldiers seized power in Germany in German towns. Uh, the German Kaiser uh, decided to step down um, during this revolution. On November 9th, Germany was declared a republic. The new leaders of Germany agreed to Wilson's terms uh, for armistice. Peace begins. The armistice begins on November 11th, 1918. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, Germany agreed to withdraw all land forces west of the Rhine River. Withdraw its uh, fleets in the Baltic Sea and surrendered huge amounts of equipment. Uh, President Wilson said, Everything for which America fought has been, has been accomplished. It would be now our fortunate duty to assist by example, by sober, friendly counsel, and a material aid in the establishment of a just democracy throughout the world. I don't even know what I just said. Uh, Bring me my WWW1. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> do you think that you still haven't created it? Do you? <laughs> Come on, you have to create it. The troops are probably starving over there. <laughs> that should be the rations. I promised the troops that when they would come home, I'd have a WWWW1 waiting for them. <laughs> With all the fixings. I've been Where are my fixings? Where are the fixings for the WWWW1? No sandwich, no fixings. You better have a whole mess of hot dog sticks. My boys are hungry. <laughs> how else do we how else do we celebrate this new treaty? <laughs> uh <laughs> Section four. The war at home. Um after the United States declares war on home. Uh, uh, declares war on Germany in 1917, Americans begin fo focusing their energy on getting ready to fight the war. Um, so everybody's lives pretty much kind of change. Um, like, to ensure production of vital war materials, the government created the National War Labor Board in April 1918. Um, the board pressured business to grant some of the most important demands of workers. As a result, workers got to work eight hours a day. Uh, they also received overtime, equal pay for women, and rights uh, to form unions. In return, workers would agree not to go on strike. I just thought it was interesting because it's like, that's what it takes is like a war for people to get like the rights. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, then, and then the war's over and they're just like, sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're back. <laughs> back to back to five cents an hour. Sorry. Yeah. You don't like it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking go home, make a pie. Yeah. Go to Mexico, too, <laughs> for all I fucking care. Yeah. I'm working. 
The men are back. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Yeah. The boys are back in town. <laughs> like all the factories and businesses and shit, they're just blasting that song. And all yeah. the guys are high-fiving. All the women are just like, oh. People are just throwing hot dogs in the air. Get and the fuck out of here, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> Take your fucking friends with you. Just a montage. We're going back to sausage parties, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Break out your mushroom caps! Ladies, this clam bake is over! Yeah. <laughs> the boys are back in town! Yeah. The shrooms are back in town! Oh, just pointing at their dick. <laughs> yeah! Just touching their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> France is like, oh, do you hear about some vault parties, officer? <laughs> you hear. I can't. You hear about the well parties? Workers during the war. To pay for the war, United States government sold war bonds. <laughs> <laughs> be like, get those fucking micro dicks out of here, ladies. <laughs> Only full-size mushroom caps allowed from now on. <laughs> anyway, it's gone. <laughs> who's, who's supposed to make me dinner? Yeah. Uh, to pay for the war, United States government <laughs> sold war bonds. Fucking throwing Stouffer's out, Stouffer's microwavable dinners out the window. What the fuck is this, hungry man? <laughs> Get this shit out of here. Go make me a turkey. Didn't you hear the war is over? <laughs> Go make me dinner. Before I slap the shit out of you. I'm pretty sure when the war's over, it means dinner time. <laughs> yeah. Guy's just like walking around hitting little triangles, hitting the bells. <laughs> Where's dinner? Yeah. Uh, government tax is old. Millions of men left their jobs to serve in the armed forces. Also, immigration slowed down during the war. Few immigrants were arriving to take on the jobs. Uh, the labor shortage um, provided new jobs and opportunities for women. Um, they were basically just taking jobs that were previously held by men. The prospect of finding good jobs also brought hundreds of thousands of African-Americans to northern cities from rural south. From 1914 to 1920, between 300,000 and 500,000 African-Americans left their homes and <laughs> from the south and moved to uh, cities up north. Y'all got jobs? <laughs> we're here for the jobs. What are you guys, uh, you guys all just standing around down here, jobless? <laughs> all right. Come up north. We'll get you a job. Right. Um, this huge population movement was known as the Great Migration. I remember, like, the, the term Great Migration. Never knew it was African-Americans moving south to north during the First World War. Yeah. I just thought it was, like, something with, like, animals or something. Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this whole second producing supplies. Yeah. Just, like, you know, we need to produce more food for the soldiers so they would have like meatless Wednesdays and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, okay. Yeah. So they, so people were rationing. Yeah. So like they wanted people to ration out their food. I thought this was cool. The food administration also put out price controls on agricultural products to encourage, uh, voluntary rationing. Um, uh, they also increased like their exports cause they were not only were they feeding, the soldiers they were also feeding the fucking british which like oh, yeah. was also ridiculous it's just like that that older druggy brother just being like oh mate you got a fucking can i have your sandwich 
Oh man, it's like my only sandwich, man. It's like it's like the only thing I have to eat today. It's like, oh my, but come on, I'm so fucking hungry. I got no money. Like, just give me, like, just give me half of it. Right. It's like, oh, fine. Here, have a sandwich. I guess, I guess I'll go hungry today. You can go eat. Oh, thanks a lot, mate. Oh, you, by the way, you got a couple bucks I can borrow too <laughs> while you're at it. Since you're feeling so generous. For what? For what? <laughs> Well, you know, mine. I gotta fucking, you know, <laughs> meet up with the lads and hang out, you know. <laughs> Couple <of> points. <sighs> I love you, older brother. You know, I'd do it for you, mate. Oh, mate, you know, if I had the money, I'll do it for you. You know, come on, man. One hand washes the other, and yeah. all that good stuff. How about your brother? Um, yeah, and then like. Yeah, and then they, these, like, other things were happening, like, war industry boards. They supervise, like, the industrial production of stuff of war-related products. Um, and the, F- the Fuel Administration managed the nation's coal and oil um, to save energy, introduced daylight savings, uh, and they called for heatless Mondays. I thought that was insane. Like, they created daylight savings as a way to save heat for when we were at war. Why not change it back when the war's over? We just adopted that. Just like, all right, this is a thing now. Oh, yeah. Is that why they created that, though? That's what it says right there. Agency introduced daylight savings time and called for heatless Mondays. But I don't think those two things are... Well, heatless Mondays, whatever. Fuck the heatless Monday. That has nothing to do with it. But daylight savings, that was created. Oh, yeah. So you would have more daylight, I guess. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. So you wouldn't have to use, like, your lights and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also thought this was funny up here. It said the Food Administration urged people to observe wheatless Mondays, meatless Tuesdays, porkless Thursdays, and to add their own store food. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and I just said um, and hot dog and hot dogless Saturdays. Oh man, a day without hot dogs. <laughs> well, I guess it's for the war. That's the one day that I always <laughs> eat hot dogs. <laughs> That's my favorite day to eat hot dogs. Hot dog Saturday. <laughs> Only second best to Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck. God damn. <laughs> um, Got a freezer full of hot dogs. <laughs> they all have Saturday written on them. <laughs> uh, mobilizing support. Anti-war sentiment remained strong even after the United States entered the war. Uh, this, this part was really fucking crazy to me. So, Wilson hires this guy, this journalist, George Creel, to head the Committee of Public Information. The purpose of the committee was to promote the war uh, as a battle for democracy and freedom. This committee launched a massive propaganda, um, distributed millions of war pamphlets, posters, articles, and books, and provided newspapers with government accounts of the war and advertisements. Um, and they just hired all these like different artists and speakers and writers to build support for the war the thing that i thought was crazy was like is that does that is that still a thing is there still a committee of public information like that i think so yeah yeah and then and then like as a president you just have that kind of like control like that wait sorry explain that again like Like i feel like the white house definitely has like uh like the fact that every president definitely has like someone who does like pr for them kind of what it is right i guess well let's get into it more here because it almost feels like it's kind of not 
the United States is only getting what the government's giving them. And so they're shaping this war to be a certain way that may not be that way completely. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Anyway, well, we'll keep going. It will make more sense, I guess. Um, public opinion on the war. To create a sense of national unity, the government tried to silence opposition. Uh, some Americans became intolerant of those who uh, were different. Controlling of public opinion. Some German Americans and Irish Americans sympathized with central powers. Many socialists, um, the people who believe industry uh, should be publicly owned, opposed the war. Um, they thought it would only uh, help the rich business owners and hurt working people and then pacifists hey man <laughs> and then just, why are we fighting at all man <laughs> yeah who cares let's play some hacky sack bro let's play some hacky sack and eat vegan chips yeah let's put kale up our ass put, <laughs> <laughs> just chill I like to eat kale through my butt and f puke it up on my dick if everyone just fucking detox <laughs> You know, it's all these toxins in your body. Yeah. Making you all angry all the time. Germany. Look at me. Do I look angry, bro? Yeah, Germany. Lay off the... Lay off the we don't need to fight Germany. We just need to teach them how to do a little bit of yoga and eat some kale, man. Eat some fucking chill pills, bro. Have this, have this shake I made. It's cayenne pepper, lemon juice, salt, mint, <laughs> and hot water, man. It'll clean all the anger right out of you. You're going to poop all that anger that's built up inside of you, man. <laughs> Short him in the head. Yeah, so then during the war, uh, the Committee on Public Information began trying to silence dissent. Um, the Espionat Espionage Act of 1917 gave the government a new weapon to combat dissent to the war. Um, the law provided stiff penalties for espionage or spying. Right. And this is like one of those weird things where like all these acts that go put into place could still be used today. Well, that's what I was sort of getting at is like, is that still a thing? Because, you know, yeah, the espionage like, acts is still a thing that's used today. Yeah. I think. And then down here, it says that Congress passed even harsher measures in 1918, the Sabotage Act and the Sedition Act. These laws made it a crime to say, print or write any criticism uh, perceived as negative by the government. Like, is that... I don't know about those ones pr in particular, but I know the Espionage Act is. Like, if someone... Yeah, you, you know, going against your country, like that thing. That makes right, sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, such acts were considered sabotage, secret action, and damage um, the war effort. Thousands of people were uh, convicted under these laws. Um, Americans, however, believed that in wartime, no measure could be too drastic toward traitors and disloyal Americans. Even though, like, people were speaking out against this. Better time, then. Yeah. And when I, people got butthurt over some dude <laughs> killing a fucking lion. Right. But, I mean, that's... A, yeah, I just heard about that. It's fucking yeah. crazy. So stupid. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I just... It just seems crazy that you, at this time, like, as a president, can just have that much control over public opinion that much. You know, I guess maybe communication wasn't as available to people. Like now we have the internet and shit like that. So like, I don't know if, ba if Obama says something happened this way to war and some smart ass soldier who has a phone with Twitter tweets a picture of it happening another way. Everyone's going to be like, oh, they lied. But it's still controlled. Yes, it's still. So, controlled. you know what I mean? So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it still exists. Right. That You know, you got to have people that can spin things. Right. 
Um, wait, where am I? The yeah, so world four. leaders from 27 nations gathered in Paris, France in January of 1919. Uh, they met for a peace conference following World War One. President Woodrow Wilson arrived in the city. Huge crowds cheered him. Um, with great hopes, Europeans looked to Wilson to help build a better post, post-war world, but enormous problems lay ahead. <laughs> but he didn't. I just imagine him getting, him off, getting off or whatever, the plane or whatever, and them all cheering. He's just like, is this for me? <laughs> This is all for me? Oh, you, I do say. You haven't even had my WWW1 sandwich yet. You people are going to love me. They're like doing all this stuff, and he's waiting for the right time to bust out the WWW1 sandwich. Yeah. And then he finally does, and it's just silence. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants it. That looks gross. <laughs> I do say your sandwich is quite disgusting. Have any hot dog steaks? Actually, I'm going to wait before I sign this. <laughs> I just ate. <laughs> if this is the type of thing you're going to bring to me, Lord only knows what's to come. So yeah, um, Europe was in ruins. Human losses were huge. France, Russia, Germany, and Austria-Hungary each lost between 1 and 2 million people in the fighting. More than 500,000 Americans were killed in battle. And well, another 60,000 died from, from disease. disease. Um, including civilians... Um, Killed worldwide, uh, 9 million people died in this war. Um, Europe faced social and political turmoil. Millions of people were homeless, hungry. Uh, civil war raged in Russia. Poles, Czechs, and other people struggled to form their own nations. Um, yeah, so Wilson's 14 points. So he yeah. had this vision of a just and lasting peace. Um, his peace plan was laid out in the 14 points. Um, several of the proposals dealt with adjusting boundaries in Europe and creating new nations. Um, and all these points reflected Wilson's belief in natural self-determination, the right of the people to decide how they should be governed. He also proposed some principles for conducting international relations, which called for free trade and freedom of the seas. He also supported an end to secret treaties or agreements among nations, and he called for limits on arms and peaceful settlement of disputes over colonies. And his final or last point was the creation of the League of Nations. Um... We will, <laughs> we will create a League of Nations. <laughs> I want a really cool base where we can all meet once a month and we can trade cards and have secret powers and it'll be fucking cool. Try to come up with ideas for new sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand that the I really hit a brick wall after the WWW one. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that we could create a team to generate sandwiches that everyone will love. Not and then we'll open up shops all over the world called the League of Sandwiches. <laughs> each, each nation will have its own sandwich. Each nation, like a, like a state bird, will have its own sandwich. And we will be promoting, given a holiday. Promoting peace and ending hunger. <laughs> given a holiday? I propose we celebrate <laughs> WWW1 Day. <laughs> it's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> and it's every day. It's all the days. <laughs> Except Christmas. Because who doesn't like Christmas? But you can give the WWW1 as a <laughs> gift on Christmas if you'd like. So it really kind of is like another WWW1 Day. <laughs> 
Um, at first, many Europeans welcomed Wilson's ideas, but problems developed when the nations put their own interests first. Also, some of Wilson's points did not provide clear solutions to difficult questions, such as how to achieve uh, self-determination reasons where different ethnic groups live closely together. What do you like, mean it hasn't answered the question? It's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured that point in particular, him being like, I mean, we do it in America. What do you, we've got Subway, we've got a Quiznos, we have so many people focusing on sandwiches. I don't fucking like Irish Mike down my street, but I don't try and kill him. I still eat, I still buy his corned beef to make a Reuben. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about this, you fucking morons. You don't want to join the League of Nations? I didn't answer the questions. Who came over here and bailed your druggy ass out? If oh, that's right. Good old WW did, and he helped you and your WW, and now you don't want to focus on the sandwiches. <laughs> if you don't think sandwiches can end all the problems in this world, then you clearly have never had a WWWW one. Tell me, list me off some of your sandwiches. <laughs> oh, what's that? You don't have any. A hamoni queso? Guess what? It's a fucking ham sandwich. <laughs> That's what it is. We've got po' boys. We've got cheese steaks. We've got double cheeseburgers. We've got Whoppers. We have Big Macs. Breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, dinner sandwiches. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Ice cream sandwiches. Have you ever heard of those sandwiches? They call them like the fat boys, and it's a sandwich with jalapeno poppers and chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks and buffalo eyes, the whole fucking thing. That's a goddamn sandwich. And, of course, the classic WWW1 sandwich. <laughs> all, like, the, all the American delegates are standing behind him and are like, he keeps fucking throwing that one in there. It's not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. He taps him on the shoulder, just like, hey, hey, Wilson. What? What? The WWW1 is not on the list of classic sandwiches. Bullshit, it's not. <laughs> You're not in the cabinet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. Good luck getting home. Good luck getting home, Frank. Because the <laughs> WWW1 is now a sandwich. Throw this man in sandwich jail. <laughs> only soup for him. You only get the soup. You don't get the half a sandwich that comes with it. Carl. <laughs> I never liked you, Carl. Anyway, sorry for the interruption, Where was friends. I? Where was I? Right, sandwiches. <laughs> now, every good sandwich needs a pickle. <laughs> Just like gets a sandwich like without a pickle. But we are hungry. Exactly my point. <laughs> you Frenchies like salt, don't you? <laughs> um, the Allies disagree. They did not invite either Germany or Russia to the peace talks. <laughs> right. Um, the major participants were called the Big Four. President Wilson, obviously from the U.S., Prime Minister David Lloyd George of Great Britain, France's Premier George Clemenceau, and Italian Prime Minister Vittorio Orlando. So I just imagine that was like the most boring meeting because Wilson brought like a huge six-foot sub, <laughs> and like there's half of it there, and they're like, Italy's like, 
Come on, man, we gotta invite the Germany and the Russia. We can't all eat this huge sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. Yeah. What do you mean we can't eat it? There's plenty of... We all have room in our bellies. We are the top nations of the world. We have to finish this six-foot blimpy. <laughs> just, <laughs> just I flew like, it all the way over here. Oh, for Christ's sake, Wilson, give it up, man. Okay, we can't eat a whole six-foot sub. <laughs> just like... France is just like, yeah, come on, Wilson. Just invite them down. We'll give them the scraps. So we outnumber them anyway. And, and then we will fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then we will fuck in the shredded <laughs> lettuce that's left over. Our mouth's covered in mayo. <laughs> You had fucking... <laughs> oh, man. You see them over there eating the six-foot sub? <sighs> All I have is latkes. <laughs> Such boring latkes. And snow. Every day, e latkes. Every day, eating latkes in snow. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. <laughs> I really screwed the cat. Hey, Germany, do you want to come over and hang out and eat some latkes in snow? Why would we want to do that? I'll tell <laughs> why, you. why are you still calling us? Why? <laughs> we fucking hate you. Just because we're, we're not invited to the party doesn't mean that we are now friends, okay? Look, <laughs> we have the leftovers of my six-foot sausage bratwurst that I made. I thought they were going to invite me to the party. I was like, oh, who doesn't like a big six-foot sausage? <laughs> but apparently they like a six-foot sandwich instead. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> European leaders show little interest in the 14 points. Um, yeah, they wanted revenge. Right, yeah, because they didn't want to punish Germany. Uh, the 14 points didn't want to punish Germany. Um, Clemenciu, the dude from France... Wanted to make sure that Germany could never invade France again. Um. <laughs> we need a break. I need a, we need a new girlfriend to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over Germany. Yeah, and both he and Lloyd George also demanded that Germany make reparations or payments for the damage Germans caused in the war. It's like, dude, that's fucking war. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Wilson struggled to uphold the principles of his 14 points at the Paris meeting. A hundred dollars is not enough. And yeah, and he was forced to compromise to the demands of the other allies. At the same time, they also had to try and decide how to deal with the new Bolshevik government of Russia. Right. Fearing the spread of communism, France, Britain, and the United States supported anti-Bolshevik forces fighting in a civil war for control of Russia. So weird. Is that the Cold this War? This is where it begins. Is that the Cold War? No, Cold War is in the 80s between the U.S. and oh. Russia. When we're like building up our the, nuclear arms and shit. That's so weird. It's you just know? like we just finished fighting. These countries can't even feed themselves yet. We're still feeding them, and they're going to send troops up to Russia. Right, and now, but now we're starting to fight for like, like not because we're being attacked or anything, but because we are trying to prevent, you know? Like, we're trying to step in. This is when we're starting to start, like, big brother shit. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, so, the Treaty of Versailles on June 28th, 1919. Who the fuck eats snow? <laughs> Just get them over there and get them eating hot dogs, and then we'll leave. <laughs> 
it's like a fucking like a big ship a uh, big uh, airplane just dropping fucking hot, hot dog dogs. steaks um, <laughs> they're just landing in the snow like pointing <laughs> up like bent a little bit yeah <laughs> um on june 28 1919 the allies in germany signed the treaty of versailles uh, the treaty dealt harshly with the Germans, but because they were defeated, they had no choice but to sign. Under the treaty's terms, Germany had to accept full responsibility for the conflict, had to pay billions of dollars in reparations to the Allies. Damn. And they also had to disarm completely and give up its overseas colonies and some territory in Europe. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Meanwhile, yeah, a young yeah. boy named Adolf is like, why do they? Why are they such bullies? I am getting so mad. <laughs> Uh, the new nations fulfilled Wilson's vision of national self-determination. Uh, Borders disputes, however, would lead to future conflicts. Um, oh, yeah, the treaty carved up the Austro-Hungarian and Russian empires as well. Um, Wilson, he, he believed that the League would correct any mistakes in the rest of the treaty, like having this League of Nations would do that. Um, opposition at home. Wilson presented the Treaty of Versailles to the U.S. Senate for ratification on July 1919. Uh, Dare we reject it and break the heart of the world? These people want sandwiches. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I, I, it's funny. I wrote here, it almost seemed, first I thought it was interesting that he could come up with this whole treaty, and they probably mm -hmm. all signed it, but he still hasn't double-checked with the rest of the United States that this is cool. Right. So it almost kind of felt like Wilson was like, Guys, you're going to make me look like a fucking idiot if I come back and I say, you know, you're going to make me go back over there and be like, hey, well, uh, you know, I talked to the guys back home and they're really not into any of the things that we just discussed. So let's kind of drum up a new thing, you know, and they're just like, but you you just fucking told us yeah. that this is the treaty. We just agreed to all this bullshit. He's in front of the Senate. He's like, do you know how long it took us to eat that six-foot sub? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Hours. Gonna, I'm going to look like a fucking moron. <laughs> Ultimately, th they didn't ratify the treaty. Right. Oh, and then these new Republicans that were coming into office, Wilson was going to go for a third term. Um, but these new Republicans went in the office, wanted to ratify it to embarrass Wilson, yep. to make him look really bad. Um, and they looked at it as an opportunity to weaken the Democratic Party. And then, you know, other people in the Senate didn't want to sign it because they were just like, we don't care about embarrassing anybody, which is not a good idea. Um, Lodge versus Wilson. The most powerful <laughs> opponent of the treaty was Henry Cabot Lodge of Massachusetts. Henry Cabot Lodge. Yeah, I like that they say, like, um, so he was the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and a longtime foe of President Wilson. I fucking hate that guy. I fucking hate sandwiches, kid. Everyone knows a lobster roll is the best goddamn sandwich <laughs> in the world. Lobster rolls and chowder, get the fuck out. <laughs> this is America. It's like the most complicated name for a sandwich. <laughs> WWW1. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I get it, but come on. It's too many W's, kid. Kid, a little bit too much w about... WWW1? Are you kidding me, kid? Kid, a little bit too much about the name and, you know, not enough about the actual sandwich itself. What is that, a hot dog clam sandwich? What are you, an idiot? I fucking hate that kid. <laughs> Uh, Lodge said that the membership of the League uh, would mean that American troops and American ships made to be ordered to, a, to any part of the world by nations other than the United States. And that is a 
proposition to which I, for one, could never assent. Lodge delayed a vote uh, on the treaty so that opponents could present their cases. Yep. And then, so Wilson goes on this national tour in September to rally support for the treaty and the League of Nations. Boney returns to Washington. He has a stroke. Um, during the president's illness, his wife, Edith Wilson, shielded him from pressure and took a major role in deciding which is used to raise with him. She was like, I just can't bring up sandwiches ever. <laughs> so, Edith, what's going on with my sandwich? <laughs> See, I thought it was going to be the other way where it's like, what's going on with the League of Nations? Tell, tell me what's going on with the League. And she's just like, just eat, just eat the sandwich. Yeah. Just keep eating the sandwich, don't, sweetie. Don't worry, honey. I brought you another WWW1. <laughs> the league's doing fine. The league's great. It's up and running. Um, yeah, in the months after Wilson's stroke, opposition to the treaty grew, and in March of 1920, the Senate voted on the treaty with Lodge's changes. Um, the Treaty of Versailles was ultimately rejected yep. in the Senate. Wilson hoped that the 1920 election would be a Great and solemn referendum on the league. Uh, in the end, however, Wilson did not run. 1921, the United States signed a separate peace treaty with each of the central powers. The United States never joined the League of Nations. No! <laughs> and that's why we don't have the League of Sandwiches, man. That's why the WWWW1 doesn't exist today. Yep. A little piece of history for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that is how... Something McGraw-Hill won't tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's chapter 23. Cool. We did it. Yep. Um, this one especially goes out to the American, all the soldiers. Yeah. All those sexy French soldiers. Right. Keeping war hot. But, but just as importantly, it also goes out to our fa- two favorite tough clams. The toughest clams we know. Yep. Amy Ives and Chloe Childs. Yep. Good job, girls. I, I, well, I'm not going to say it. Just, it was, it was going to be gross. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Tell me off, Mike. <laughs> Everybody can have their imagination. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, sweet. so we'll see you guys. We got a new unit coming up. It's crawled into that unit. And yeah, we'll be back next week with Chapter 24. Peace.